mode. And if you have your Bibles, please, again, turn them over to the book of Ephesians. We're going to be reading, again, uh, chapter 4, verses 20, 17 to 25. We're going to be studying verse 25 tonight. But I'd like to read the whole thing so that we will be, you have the full context of it. <clears throat> I'm reading from the New International Version. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with true truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Verse 25, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Praise God, Lord. We thank you for the privilege and honor to again be able to gather here and still praise you and worship you publicly without fearing for our lives, Lord God. We thank you for our brothers and sisters that are joined us today, tonight in this building that you've blessed us with. We thank you for choosing a body for us and plugging us in there. In here, Father, we pray now, Lord God, for your help. We ask for forgiveness for our sins, Lord God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy that is new every morning. We thank you for the songs that you've given to us, Lord God, to prepare our hearts and minds. We pray, Father, for everyone in this building right now. We pray for your blessings to be upon them. We pray that you will speak to each and every soul here tonight. We pray, Father, for humility, that we will put down our pride in order for us to hear from you, Lord God. We pray now, Lord, for wisdom for me. Please anoint my lips, Lord God. Anoint my lips, Lord, and speak through me. Give me the wisdom to know what to say, what not to say. I pray for boldness, Lord, to speak your message. And Father, I pray for the salvation for the lost soul that you've brought here this evening with us. We pray for healing for the sick, and Lord, healing for the spiritually sick and the physically sick. We humbly ask all these things in your sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 All right, thank you very much. Praise God. I entitled our message. We're still in the journey in our book of uh, Ephesians, and I entitled it True to Lie Story. I know, right? But do you know? True to Lie. You know, in, in, during my time, uh, when I was growing up in the Philippines, we had a lot of these true to life stories, you know? It's usually about criminals that went to jail, and then the producers in the Philippines had nothing better to do, so they're like, oh, you know, let's make a movie out of your, uh, out of your, out of your life. And before the movie starts, they'll say, this is a true to life story of this guy, right, who was a criminal. There's like the whole long list of what he did. And then you're, and I'm, I was always watching those things because my, my dad loved watching them. But 
for tonight's context, uh, it's about lying. Paul said to put away all lying, right? So I said, true to lie story. Now, how can it be true if it's a lie, right? And how do I know you're telling the truth if you're lying, right? You know, there's a survey that they did. Uh, did you know that a uh, hundred times in a day you are being lied to? And that's not even, I mean, we don't know if those people that they took the survey from are telling the truth, <laughs> right? And, and, and out of 100 people, they said that the, the people that participated, they have said 1.6 lies in 10 statements that they've made. So, I don't know. Again, if, it's, if we're talking about lying, how can that be true? If it's 1.6, 1.6, right? So it's, lying is such, it, it, it's, it's very much accepted now. In, or it's been accepted in the society. You know, and during Paul's time, that's why he mentioned this. Don't you find it strange that one of the things he mentioned is to put away lying? You know, because it was pretty prevalent during their time too. The Greeks were lying to their neighbors. The Jews were lying to their neighbors. The, you know, everybody, everybody was were saying lies. And, and Paul, God through Paul told us and reminded us to not lie. To not lie. Why? Because there's a problem in lying. The problem in lying is, is God hates lying. Why? Because lying is a sin. Lying is a sin. You know, Proverbs 6, 16 and 19, it reads, The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to Him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue. He's right there, right? And then, John 8.44 reads, You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not withholding, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So God hates sin, and lying is sin. And then if you now belong to the Lord, you no longer belong to the devil. And if, you still belong, if you're still lying, you're still somehow connected with the devil. And the, the very first trace of uh, the first lie was spoken by the devil, recorded in Genesis 3-4, when he lied to Eve saying, Surely you will not die. Knowing full well what was the command that was given to Adam and Eve not to eat of the forbidden fruit, Satan said, he's just preventing you to be like him. If you eat of the fruit of the, of the, of the uh, knowledge, tree of knowledge, you will be like God. That's the lie. That's the lie that up to now we're buying into. We're all still buying into the lie that we can be God, that we want to be God, that we think we know better than God. There, you know, there, even on Sundays, you become God on Sundays when you don't obey God's command to observe the Lord's day, right? We're all given the freedom to obey Him or not because God would rather see it if you will obey Him because of your love relationship with Him, not because of fear for Him, right? He gives you that. But in most of us, we, we take our life as if, well, you know, this is my life. I'm going to spend my day and my time the way I want to. I'm not going to submit 
to what the Bible says, right? So the first lie and the lies of the enemy, the problem of lying is it's a sin. Now, why is that a problem? Because if we are of God, we should also hate, sin, uh, hate sinning, which is, in this particular matter, lying, right? Lying is of the devil. Lying is proof of who we belong to. And the opposite is true. If you're telling the truth, then you belong to God. If you belong to God, there should be no more lying. There should be no more lying. I know this is so simple. This is one of, it's so simple, but yet it's been so accepted. The lies have been accepted so much that it's been watered down that we don't even believe that it's wrong. Lie ha lying has been socially acceptable to the point that Catholic, Catholic uh, faith calls certain acceptable lies as white lies. Right? And that's so racist. Why is there white lies acceptable? And then the opposite is what? Black lies? Black lies matter? Right? Why is there white lies acceptable and then the other lies are not? Right? Is any lie acceptable? In the eyes of God, no. Right? Do you guys remember Revelations 22.15? Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, meaning everybody that's out of heaven, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. A nice way to say liars, because all liars go to hell. Now, as Christians, we're compelled to tell the truth. We are actually now commanded to tell the truth. We are told we're commanded to stop lying. Now, if, if, if lying is a sin, then there's darkness within lies, correct? So there's no such thing as white lies, right? Because imagine this. Imagine you got married to this person, right? And you know very well the history of this person. You know, let's pretend he was a guy, and, and he goes, he tells the woman, you know, sweetheart, I have stopped my womanizing. I no longer love women that way. You're the only one for me. You're the apple of my eye. You are my sunshine. I also stopped drinking. I don't drink anymore, not even a sip. And I stopped smoking. And I stopped doing drugs. I don't like hanging out with my friends anymore. The only thing I cannot give up is lying. <laughs> right? So as he ended that statement, he cancels everything else that he said. Do we agree? So how about us for Christians? How about us Christians? Isn't it, isn't it strange that Paul would also include that? Stop lying. Why? We say, how do we lie? We say, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. He died for my sins, and I want to live for Him now. Everything about me is for Him. My life, I'll pour out for Him. Right? We say that. Right? We, we say that easily. Sometimes wholeheartedly. Some, most of the time, we really mean it. But then, you know, when we lie... We lie most of the time on Sundays. Because Sundays, 
Sometimes that's where the rubber meets the road for us. Sunday comes and we're like, ah, but there's a barbecue. And I know there's going to be seasick there. <sighs> you know, I'm saved by grace anyway, so maybe not today. No church today. Nothing for God today. Right? We lie to God. We lie about our statement through our lives. Correct? Okay, maybe I've lost some of you guys already too. But let's see some. Uh, with the world, they, know, they don't like lying too. Do you know that there is that one thing that we agree with, with the world, is they don't like lying too. You know why? Because it costs them money. Here's some statistics. $997 billion of corporate fraud are committed on a yearly basis. $997 billion. Now, they, they categorize lying. They said, this is from uh, the author of this book. Uh, she, the, it's called uh, Lie Spotters. That's her, that's her book. Uh, the writer is, the author is Pamela Meyer. She's supposedly a, a, a lie spotter. That's her job. And corporations hire people like her to spot those employees that are lying and eventually stealing money from them. And this is how they categorized it. Well, we are willing, we are either willing liars or unwilling participa participants in lies. And they said that 10 to 200 times a day, a stranger will lie to you. 10 to, 20, 10 to 200 times a day. And strangers lie three times in the first 10 minutes. And they say that lying, be, people lie because for men on dating, on dating websites, men supposedly lie about their achievements. <laughs> Their income, basically. They want to make it look like, ah, oh, I'm successful. I guess men lie about that. And women lie about their appearance. I don't know why, but those are the big difference that they do. Um, and, and, and Pamela Meyer in her book said that as, she, as corporations hire her, supposedly, it, it, she wants to create, the, the whole purpose is to create a culture of people telling the truth. Because this is, their, this is her saying, hey, my world is where truth is strengthened, where lying is recognized and marginalized. And when you do that, the ground around you starts to shift just a little bit more better. Essentially saying that if you build a culture of truth sayers, the environment will be a better place to work and to live in. So the world accepts that lying is prevalent and the world accepts that the more truth that, that happens within a family, within a culture, within a company, it makes it better. Now, Paul says to stop lying because we belong to one body. We belong to, for us here locally, we belong to the FICF church to the body of FICF Church. But globally, us Christians, we all belong to the Church of Christ. And we are told Christians to stop lying. Why? Because lying is a sin. And then lying 
since God hates sin, God hates lying. There is a, an account here. This is our illustration. When Ananias, the husband and wife, Ananias and Sapphira, gave their offering to Peter and the whole church. And, and the practice during that whole time was the fact that all believers will give up everything that they own and give all the proceeds of the sale to the church in order for the church to survive and to, to flourish. That was the practice. However, for those of us who already know the story, right? Ananias and Sapphira had an agreement. We will keep a little bit of this. Or I don't know if it's a little bit of a big part, but they, they, they intentionally did that. And Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart? You see? Lying is from the devil. Right? How is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't that the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to human beings, but to God. Folks, this is pertaining to tithes and offering. Right? We all say this is a personal relationship. Whatever we put in, the, in that bucket is between me and God. Right? It is. Very much so. So, when whatever you put in there is between you and God. So, is there honesty in your giving? Right? And, and then again, you are completely free because that's what Paul, Peter said. Wasn't it all yours to begin with? Wasn't it your decision? But why did you lie? Because Ananias and Sapphira wanted the applause of people. Because the setup of that is like they will come up in front of the whole congregation and give the proceeds. And according to the commentaries that I've read, people will give them an applause. You know, people will give them a round of applause. So they wanted a round of applause, but they didn't want to pay for it. It's just like paying, it's just like buying a fake, not going to say purse, <laughs> I just did, uh, clothes. <laughs> it's just like buying fake clothes, right? But we don't want to pay the bill. We'll buy a North Face jacket worth 250 pesos, which is $5, right? Because we, we want the, oh, he's wearing a North Face jacket, which is about 80 bucks, right? $100. But we don't want to pay the $100. But we want the, oh, he was wearing North Face. Right? Isn't that the same with our faith? Sometimes, that's, isn't that how we treat God? We want people to say, oh, he's a Christian, or she's a Christian. But we don't want to pay. Well, how do we want to, don't want to pay? We don't want to come to church when it's, come, when it's time to go to church. We don't want to give to God what is truly all God's anyway, and he's just asking for a little bit. We don't want to do certain things that God tells us to do when it becomes uncomfortable. God tells us, right, do not yoke with unbelievers. Oh, but guapo, Lord. She's pretty, Lord. I've never met anything like that. All the Christians at church are married. All the boys there are ugly. <laughs> right? We, we, we rationalize these things and then we come up with our own thing. We bought into a lie that we told ourselves. 
We bought into these lies. And God hates lying. God hates sin. God hates lying. All right? So it costs them. The next point is lies hurt the liar. We see it with Ananias and Sapphira. They both died on the spot. The church was so pure that not even one lie is tolerated. You know, my, I praise God that that's not how it is in our church. Because I'll be the first one to drop dead. <laughs> right? Because not everybody, everybody lies. Right? Especially for a Filipino church. I'm going to keep it really close but really simple. And I hope we all will be humble enough to accept it when we're late. Right? Right? This is the almost gas gas na gas gas na to. This is, we always use this like, where are you? On the way. <laughs> On the way to the car. But you were trying to say that you're, you're making the, the guy think that you're five minutes away, but you're just on the way to your car, So, which means that you're another 30 minutes away, right? We say a lie too. As a church, the church staff, we lie. John and I, we intentionally lie now. We say, okay, the beginning of the class will be 8 o'clock because we know you won't be there till 9.30. <laughs> so we lied because we know we'll start at 9.30, right? Everybody's lying. But then it hurts the liar. How does it hurt the liar? Remember Jacob? Remember Jacob when he lied here, right? The, the, this is Jacob. When Jacob was wrestling with God. Oh, my, my notes, okay. When Jacob was wrestling with God, God asked Jacob, what is your name? Why do you think God asked Jacob his name? You think God forgot? No. No, he did not forget. He did not forget. You know why God asked him? Because many years before that, many days before that, or many months before that, he was asked what his name is. And he said he's Esau. He gave his brother's name instead of his real name. He lied to his father. That's why God said, what is your name? Right? Because Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And God said, what is your name? What is your name? Because he kept lying. And we know that Jacob had a tough life. Right? After that lie that he said, he and his family had a tough life. The liar got hurt and the people that were close to the liar. Same with Rebecca. His mom lied too because it was her. She was the mastermind behind that. Because she had a favorite. She wanted the blessing to go to her favorite son, not Esau. And you know, because of that lie, it destroyed this whole family. After that lie was said, they will, they've been separated. They were separated, separated for 27 years, according to the commentaries. The next time Esau and Jacob saw each other were 27 years after that event. It destroys... it. Jacob went through a lot of trials. Do we agree? Jacob went through a lot of trials. Just the mere name of Jacob. So don't name your kid Jacob, right? Because the name is the deceiver, the liar. 
And after that, when he said, Jacob, Jacob is my name, God gave him a new name. He said, you will no longer be called Jacob because now you're a new man. Folks, when you accepted Christ, you became a new person. So with that old man goes the old practices. The lying must go with that too. And I know when we lie, we try to preserve ourselves. We try to preserve ourselves, right? Men, when your wife asks you, do these jeans make me look fat? <laughs> That's a trap, right? I understand. I totally get it. That's a grenade you don't want to jump into. So maybe if the answer is really, you know, you do it with a cuff because you don't want to lie. You go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And women, maybe you don't want to ask that question if you don't want the real answer, right? But there are lies that we say here and there. But it hurts the liar. Lying hurts the liar. Remember when Peter, when Peter lied? When, when he denied who, that he knew Jesus? Who did he hurt? He hurt himself. That is in Luke 22 to 61 to 62. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter after the third lie. Then Peter remembered the word that the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. Verse 62, Peter, and he went outside and wept bitterly. Just the word wept means intense crying. Intense crying, weeping, loud and intense crying because he denied Christ. He denied Christ. He lied to preserve himself because they might capture him again because he didn't know that he forgot. When Jesus was, was, was uh, captured, he completely forgot all the three years that, he'd been, that he's been learning from Jesus. He forgot that Jesus said, after this life, I will resurrect again in the third day. They forgot. They scattered, right? You know, when, when we deny Jesus, that's us lying. How do we deny Jesus? With our lives first, more, more importantly, right? When we deny Jesus and how we live, we're denying Him. And you know, we deny Jesus, we lie when we don't share the gospel to the people that are around us. How? How do we lie? Well, because if you know the truth, which is the only way for that person that you're sitting across with, the only way for that person to go to heaven is the gospel, is Jesus Christ. And you, because I know there's loving there and there's caring that you're going to put away too, but you're going to deny, especially when it comes in a conversation, when they say, oh, pare-pareho lang naman, di ba? It's the same thing, isn't it? So long as you have faith, right? I mean, so long as you don't do those bad things, right? We're all going to go to heaven, right? And because you don't want to lose that friend, because you don't want to lose your reputation, you deny yourself, and you deny Jesus, you lie about Jesus, and you say this, yeah, you're right. Or like this, when you're texting, Pastor, pray for my friend, my co-worker, please. That's, that's, that's lying. You didn't say anything? You think you didn't lie? No, your actions. You denied it. You denied because God put you in that spot. Do you agree? If you believe that God is the, the captain of your life, right? Well, he's above the captain, but let's just say, right? 
You are not the captain of your ship. It is God who puts people across, along your way and places you in the perfect time, especially when conversations about life and death occurs and you don't even spring to action. You're lying. You're just not loving. You're just not unloving. You're lying. You're just not cowarding. Okay? I know sometimes it's about, oh, I'm so scared. I'm not equipped. Well, you just lied too. You just lied because it's God does His work not out of your capacity, right? It's based on Him, right? When we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that includes when you're sharing the gospel. You being bold, that's from Him, right? We discussed about the Spirit, the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, correct? We discussed that. It's not about the, the capacity of the person, the training of the person, the formal education, or the lack of. It's the Holy Spirit. So when we deny the Holy Spirit, we're also lying. You put the gospel, God's good news, when you don't say anything, you put it as a lie. When you don't say anything, it's the sin of omission. Again, he asked, are you really my son Esau? And he replied, I am. But he hurts the person. That's Peter. Oh, who lies? Who? Who gets Who else gets ruined? Who else gets messed up? Who else gets affected negatively when somebody lies? It's the church. The church gets affected when you lie. Why? Because as a church, the, the Bible tells us, right, in 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 26, so there, there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, if you look at the verse that we're studying, again, verse 25 says, you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body. So if, if we say, and we saw it, that if a person lies, he gets hurt or she gets hurt, correct? And then the truth is too that he or she belongs to the church. And the, the Bible says that if one member is hurting, the whole body is hurting. So that's why it's important for us, church, to identify, at first, to be honest to ourselves. If we have this tendency to lie, right? Well, what, are the, what are the things that, that, that affects the church? A lot of things. Any lie that you commit, right? It affects the whole church. Yeah. I know I, I, people avoid my call on a Monday. Usually the people that didn't make it on a Sunday because they already know what that call is about. But I try to help that person not to commit another sin by lying to me. So I try to really make it easy in the conversation to where they don't have to say a lie and tell a lie, right? I'll just say, so is everything okay with you? Yes, pastor, everything's okay. Good. I'm glad that you're okay. Hopefully I see you next Sunday. Because before that, the conversation will be, 
there's a panic. Hi, how are you? Hey, Pastor, you know, I'm sorry something came up last Sunday, blah, 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 da, 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 da. Or when I'm talking to the husband, sometimes they'll just say, I'm not going to lie to you. My wife, my wife and I had an argument, so we didn't come to church. Right? So that's the truth. And then I call the wife, and then the wife goes on a different angle. So I stopped calling, stopped making a second call <laughs> is the first thing. And I tr I've learned the, 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 the science behind just make it easy so that they don't fall into lying. Because there's great importance here. You know, this is where chismes happen too, gossiping. Gossiping is full of lies too, right? Because the most dangerous kind of lie is half truth and half lie. Correct? Oh, see, Jojit, I know him. <laughs> right? That's, they know me. That's 50% correct, right? Ganyan talaga yan. That's how he really is. You know, with the negative connotation that he really has a bad attitude. He really hasn't changed. And then the chismis gets gross and gross. And there's a big lie there, right? Because, we, folks, we have to be mature enough when we hear a chismis or somebody's giving us a report to at least hear both sides of the story. Okay, Christians, be discerning. Be wise. You have to know that there's three sides in the story. Her side, his side, and the truth. Right? Right? There's, there's always three, three, three sides in the story. But we have to understand that lying hurts the church. Lying hurts the church. When we lie about what we make, translates to our giving. When we lie about our giving, it hurts the church. Because then the church, I know, how is he putting this in the tithing thing? <laughs> because we saw Ananias and Sapphira, right? They lied about giving. And it hurt them. And it hurt the church. Right? Now, if we're not honest to our giving to God, if we're not honest with our walk with God, and we belong to a church that counts on us, right? Because everybody's part of it, right? Now, here's an illustration to, to emphasize that if a part of a body is hurting, the whole body will end up getting hurt. If I put my hand on a hot burner, but my nerves lie to my brain saying, it's not hot, and I keep it there, what's going to happen? I'm still going to get burned. I'm still going to get burned. Not because once one, it, it, not because I want to believe the lie. It's just like the positive thinking. I love making fun of the positive thinking, right? I'm not going to have COVID positively. I'm claiming it. I will not have COVID. And then they get COVID. They're like, I will made a mistake. This is not COVID. Right? You can't possibly think yourself out of it, right? Because then you're lying. Lying, positive thinking sometimes is lying. So it's, if, if, if a body, if one person in the body is lying, the whole church hurts. 
Am I overemphasizing it? Probably. But is the, it, has lying been greatly accepted by the society? More than likely. It has been. Fake shirts, fake clothing has been accepted. It's no longer frowned upon. It's, they call it, well, you're, at least you're smart with your money. You're very frugal. Chanel is Chanel, so long as you're wearing it. Right? It's not lying anymore. Oh, pirated CDs during my time. Pirated CDs were like the w way to go. We rip songs because you know, it's too expensive to buy the CD. But that's stealing. Right? And it's lying when we put those, those, those pictures to make it look like it's original. Right? There's no white lie. And, and more importantly, and I know the whole study of Ephesians, we've been saying that we have to put off the old and put on the new. Correct? We have, last week we said we have to sink into Christ. Correct? We have to sink into Christ. And with that new, new creation, a lot of new things must happen and a lot of old things must go out, including lying. Now, you, what gets ruined, too, in the church if lies happen is trust goes away, right? And if there's, there cannot be a successful relationship if, tr if there's no trust. Trust must be there in order for any relationship to truly work. Now, with our human relationship, we know. We know to observe that, correct? And if someone lies to us, the deception or the, the, the betrayal ruins a lot of things. Imagine a lot of the, the many families have been ruined because of a lie, right? Most of the time, it's lying about an extramarital relationship that somebody had. It's about mismanagement of the finances that somebody did. And they lied about it until it's too late, right? There's, there's so many things that you, we can fall into. It's about a, a family and their children, has a son or a, a daughter has been lying to their parents until it's too late. And then it ruined everything and vice versa, parents to their children. It hurts, if it hurts our personal relationship, it also hurts our spiritual relationship. And then more importantly, it hurts our relationship with the Lord. You cannot be a Christian, folks, and still be a liar. Now, what are those things that you're comfortably lying about? Ask for God to help you get out of that because it's a command. Paul said, stop lying. We have to put it away. And this is where I'm going to end this one. You know, from the examples in the Bible that we just read, you know, Ananias, Sapphira, Jacob, and his family, we see that lying, lying affects the person, the liar first, and it ruins the testimony for the Lord. And the Lord, and, and, and it makes for that person harder for himself to be used by God. Now, if, if the whole point of, of us Christians is the change must happen from inside out, Correct? Uh, I'm looking around the room. I don't, I, there's the, we're pretty much all Christians. But our, we can't say because I don't want to lose my Christianity, I have to stop lying. It has to be 
because I'm a Christian, I'm going to stop lying. Because of what Christ has done for me on the cross, because of what Christ wants from me, I'm going to stop lying. That should be the better, that should be, that should be the decision. It's because we don't want to hurt and grieve the Holy Spirit. As we progress in the next verses, that's what Paul said. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Because every sin that we commit hurts. Hurts our testimony and it grieves the Holy Spirit. And makes us ineffective. Why? Because Satan gives us this lie. When we sin in the form of lying, Satan will say, you see, you haven't changed. You're all talk. You're just a Christian on Sunday, right? I mean, look at this. You are not the same as those who do not believe. So do not join yourselves to them. Good and bad do not belong together. Light and darkness cannot share together. How can Christ and Belial, the devil, have any agreement? What can a believer have together with a non-believer? The temple of God cannot have any agreement with idols. And we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live with them and walk with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Every Christian, we have the third person in the Trinity that indwells in us. The Holy Spirit indwells in us. We are called the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, can the temple of the Holy Spirit really be lying? Should there be any room in the temple of God for any lie? You know, there's, it's, 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 it's very hard to say the truth when lying is beneficial to us. What do I mean? Let's say you have a corporate car that's supposed to be just used. You know, in the Philippines, they have this, for official use only, right? Meaning, the person that's given that car must only use that for work purposes, correct? But I know, I knew a lot of people there that they were not using it for official use only. They were using it for their picking up this, dropping up him, dropping him off, picking him up, right? Their personal use. And if, if you get a certain discount, let, you know, Alicia, Alicia's not here anymore, but, you know, Alicia would be, is very, very uh, generous in saying, you can use my husband's discount, you know, the veteran's discount, right? The military discount. It's so convenient because, you know, if, if the sale is 50%, and then they'll give you a military discount for another 30%. My goodness, you just need to pay 20%, right? And I just need to be standing and looking like a military guy, like, yeah. Get the discount. Put it in there. It's so hard to tell the truth if we're benefiting from the lie. It truly is. Why are you late? Whoa. Ah, oh, my kid. Oh, okay, that's fine. Go inside. <laughs> well, it wasn't your kid. Your kid had nothing to do with it. You were, you slept, you slept late. You watched Netflix till 3 o'clock in the morning. Then you had to wake up at 4.30. Now you lie. Oh, my, my mom, 
right? My dad, my car, traffic. It's so hard to tell the truth if it's going to hurt us because lying is helping us, right? Lying is helping us. But God tells us there is no more room for lying for a believer. Make no mistake about it, folks. We are saved by grace, not by works. But we are not to tell a lie anymore. We are to live a truthful life. Whether it benefits us, it hurts us or not, right? You imagine if Jesus took the out? Because remember, uh, Pontius Pilate asked, Are you the Son of God? Basically saying, Just tell me that you are not. Okay, he said, are you the king of the Jews? See, the, any smart person, according to the Bible commentaries, commentators, the experts, they said, Jesus could, easy, could have easy, easily said, no, I'm not. And he, Pilate would have released him. But Jesus told the truth. Right? Jesus told the truth. Even if it cost him his life. If he did do that, we will still be all dead to our sins. Right? Paul and the martyrs, all the apostles, the disciples, they were all asked God, they were told, stop, right? Deny Jesus now. Lie, basically. Us denying Jesus is lying, right? Deny Jesus now and we will spare your life. They said, take me. Do as you please. Folks, we are to tell the truth whether it hurts us or not. Now, if, if there's any lie that you've been living with, the first person you need to confess this to is the Lord. You need to come down, go down on your knees and, and just pray, pray your heart out to Him, cry to Him, and ask for forgiveness, right? And say, Lord, help me as I change my ways. That should be our prayer. Amen? Because there's no more room for you. You are all temples of the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing that darkness and light, they cannot be together because darkness is the absence of, of light. And we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. There should no more be lying. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your message tonight for us. Father, we... We ask, Lord God, for forgiveness for our sins, for the many times that we have lied, Lord God, about you, about our relationship with you, for the many times that we have denied you with our lives and how we, with our speech, with our, our, our actions, our inaction, forgive us, Lord God. Father, we know that you change us from inside, Lord God, from the inside. And only you, Father God, can be, be the one that can... Truly take out the old self. Help us, Lord God, to have the heart to be obedient to you. Help us, Lord God, to be loving to you. Help our hearts, Lord, to be fully in love with you in order for us to obey you. And Lord, no matter how difficult, Lord God, please help us to finally tell the truth in order for us to grow in our relationship with you and in order for us, Lord God, to be productive and to be beneficial to the body that you've chosen for us. 
We love you, Father. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.